Gentlemen, welcome to the No Cash No Code podcast. We're in episode 18. We're covering game week 21, and he is back. The reason we even have a podcast. Welcome back, producer Jeff. Hello, hello, hello. Good to be back. Good to be back. The chair is nice and warm. Thank you so much to Tom Maxwell. A phenomenal job over the last two weeks. Three weeks even, I think. I'm surprised there's even a chair. I thought you'd have taken it with him. So that's good <laughs> Honestly, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a weird feeling being on the other side of the fence in some ways, waiting for the pod to come out, not knowing what's going to be on it, listening. <laughs> it's actually really... I, weirdly really enjoyed it um not weirdly at all because you guys did a wonderful job so thank you tom for stepping in um over a very busy christmas period i'm glad to be back i'm excited to be back um what have we got in store today i'm glad you're back because the bits that you do uh the stats the editing and all that kind of stuff it was fun <laughs> to learn a bit about it but i'm more than happy to just talk nonsense um I, I excuse me if my voice isn't great today root canal surgery there may be some dribbling and slurring later on Ooh. but i've popped some painkillers so i should be okay oh correction from the last podcast just in case the powers that be are listening bt sport is not a sponsor but if we do go over three listeners, we would be interested in having anyone affiliated with us of that level. Anyway, right, let's get into it. You're back, so you can start. Who right. you got for me? What's the pick? Okay, pick of the week. Happy to start. And yes, the, the inbox will be open for any sponsorship offers that come our way. Um, <laughs> but like you say, three, three listeners is not really going to get it done. Um, <laughs> What was really interesting about the last game week, game week 21, was that we had some um, big scores from from some of the less trendier players in the league. So you have people like Arsenal, so Leno and Socrates, really good scores. You had uh, Mark Noble and Fredericks at West Ham, great scores. Unfortunately, nobody in our league decided to pick any of those four players. So those would have been great picks of the week. Um, <laughs> you had... Slightly more obvious ones, if you're really thinking things through, like Perez at Leicester, you know, stepping in for Vardy, doing those really crammed, uh, crammed Christmas games. Great scoring. No managers went down that route either. Maybe Jesus at Man City. That's kind of, that's got to be, there's got to be a manager in the league who went with Jesus. Absolutely <laughs> no one went down that route either. Aspilicueta at Chelsea. He used to be a stalwart of fantasy. Guaranteed. Right? First name. Absolutely no one in our league went with Aspilicueta either. Wow. Um, yeah, despite the fact he had 11 points. It started to become really difficult. There was a pick that I really liked in, at Aston Villa, Jack Grealish. He came in with a big score. So Jack yep. Grealish, 13 points. 10 managers picked him and I felt that's not, it's a bit too much. You know, if it had been two, three, I'd have, you know, maybe shared amongst you the award pick of the week. Um, but 10 is, 10 feels like, come on, guys, that's not Fair. really... You know, Very fair. However, there was a player. Found one. Found one. 11 points. A defender at Southampton of all places. <laughs> That's right. I went deep. I went looking. I found one. And it's re- I'm really pleased because this gives me a chance to talk about the other end of the league table in a positive light as opposed to usually the way we talk about them in Hurt Awards. Um, we have Adam Park. Okay. Yep. He's the only manager in the league to go with the Stevens at Southampton. So for me, Adam Park has to be our pick of the week winner. Interesting fact, aside from Adam Park winning the award, is his team name, Ostino Rigori. Yep. I think that's how you say it. 
was one of the favorite quotes of Leonardo da Vinci. It means constant rigor. Wow. <laughs> Get in with a bit of highbrow for Adam Park there. I tell you what, I love the fact in highbrow, he's bringing a little class to the league. Okay, you know, nice team name, nice class. He's sophisticated. He's well thought through. I'm looking at you, Aaron. Okay, nobody likes poo-poo in the league. <laughs> Let's try and raise the bar. We're better than that. <laughs> I, I did see this pick. Um, I'll get to the my reasons why later. But I did see this pick. And I have to admit, it's one of the very rare times in... I, I'm a fantasy football geek, obviously. I mean, we've got a podcast for a fantasy football league. <laughs> I saw the name. I saw the points. I actually had to click Stevens 11. Stevens 11. Jack Stevens, the centre-back. I had no idea when I first saw the little icon on the number come up. So that is a deep pick and definitely worthy of pick of the week. When even I didn't recognise him straight away. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly with you on your choice there. No, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm really pleased for him. Really pleased. He's, he's having... A hard, hard season, but um, hopefully this is a little bit of a, a step in the right direction. Anyway, so on to front page headline news. Team <laughs> of the week, okay? What have Ooh, you got? What, have what a you week. Got? Second week in a row, you've got to be carrying a 70-burger to have a chance of winning this. I've defaulted to highest scores getting team of the week. I, I do put on your layer of, you know, there has to be certain caveats with it, but when you've got guys that are hitting 70s when the rest of the league and the world are hitting 49s, 50s, you're in with a shout, a team of the week straight out of the gate. Um, so, uh, on that 70 conversation, that just leaves out Will Deboos on his return to form with 65. Uh, oh, while I'm on that, actually, Deboos just misses out on 65. Didn't mention Aaron Mack last week um, on the last podcast. Much like you just said there at the bottom of the table. Great to be able to talk about those guys when they've done something right. Aaron got 68 last week, so it was just outside Wonderful. of the Team of the Week conversation. I should have given him a shout out. He really is, and he is dedicated. Like He is uh, one of the guys who um, side messages a fair bit about how his team is doing. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Not all good emotions. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so Deboos doesn't get it at 65. So in the 70 club, there were three. Freddie is instantly discounted on the producer Jeff rule of over-reliance on one player. His inspired captain 20 Sala means that his 70s, is it really a 70? Like the rest of his team didn't put the shift in. So in second place, Steve Suckling. Now, there's a lot of hurt coming up later on, and most of it was around a certain guy called Jack Grealish. Either people dropped him or took him out of their teams. Steve didn't. He stayed true. Uh, got the 13 points. That helped him to 71. But team of the week for me this week, pretty simple. It's the highest score in the league. Uh, it's 74 points. It brings Bob back into the conversation. We haven't said his name for a few weeks, but he's now third in the league. Solid squad. He's got the highlights of a still less owned than he should be, Ings, uh, and a Robertson 12, the uh, start of the season Liverpool defender darling. He's kept strong. He's got him in there, got the points. And so moving up to third overall, Bob, congratulations, team of the week. Mate. Well done, you. Really well done. That is a great shout for team of the week. Well done to Bob. You know what? Something I've been spotting on Bob. Bob has got one of the more valuable teams in the league at the moment. He's up to about 105 million in team value. And that's, this, this is the point where it's starting to tell, right? Yeah, the, the defence have been able to afford to have both TAA and Robertson when most of us are scrambling around with a Crystal Palace defender or a Bournemouth letdown. Yeah, you, you're starting to see it. Exactly, exactly. And I think if I even look at the um, goals conceded column in our league table... 
Um, Bob, with 77 goals conceded across this whole season, is the tightest, meanest defence in our league. Put that into context, at the other end, Johnny Sapsford has conceded 128 goals. So... (laughs) <laughs> this is this is a little context right 77 conceded now it's, it might be nothing it might be something but it shows the value of that defense the value of the team 105 million i think bob's going to start making making some moves and troubling the you know the uh those who've been at the top of the table so far this season you are back with a bang that's the kind of stuff that me and, me and tom maxwell are not putting together the actual goals against I've got visions of Bob now in a Mourinho S manner. Keep it tight in the back, lads. Exactly. <laughs> defense, defense wins championships. Exactly. Let <laughs> your fancy dance in midfield. <laughs> Fantastic insight. Uh, have you got any other trends for us? I've got, I've got a bunch of them. I wanted to, um, I wanted to take a look. Seeing if I've had a couple of weeks off. So let me just give you a little rundown on team values. Uh, the top of our team value league, we have people like the aforementioned Bob at 105 million. Um, but the very, very top is Steve Suckling, who's just the first one now to have broken 106 million. 106.7 is his team value. Um, Kinderman remains the only manager yet to break 100 million in team value. He's actually lost money since I was going to say it's not even break it's it's the only person to have lost that much money that's unbelievable yeah yeah so he's um he's got some work to do there to catch up it's about a seven and a half million pound difference now between top and the bottom of our 7.5 yeah yeah that is literally the price of Trent Alexander and Arnold like he's playing with one less player that's unbelievable I know we've been banging on about this for about a month or so but it's going to be really, really hard. It's going to take some incredible management now to make that kind of a gap up or mismanagement on the, on the flip side of that. Um, um, I'm going to go geek on you. So this is a time of year where it does actually happen most seasons. I, the ones that are going to the top of my mind right now, Newcastle striker, um, the one that scored unbelievable one-time finished goals from the sideline of the left against Denver Chelsea. Denver right goal. No, not Denver Bar. There was one before him. So I, not Sissoko. I cannot remember his name now. But they, every year, there is some four or five million pounder who randomly gets in the starting lineup who the guys who are at the top don't pick because they've already got their stalwarts. They've got their, I can say his name because he's not going to be playing anymore, Harry Kane's. And then there's always a left field, comes from nowhere, six goals in a row uh, type player that has on. But yeah, yeah, that's Kinder's job now. He has to spot that guy before the rest of us do. That's true. That's true. He has to find the next Danny Ings of the season. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, not at all. I th- you know, it's, um, I've just made a quick note here that Kane apparently is not going to be playing the rest of the season. Either. <laughs> <laughs> joking, I'm joking. Uh, you know what? Uh, since you've missed the deadline, I don't know if I can believe you joking anymore. But... <laughs> uh, so quickly on captain, Savardi remains the most, uh, the most popular captain. 16 out of 32 managers went Vardy in game week 21. Um, not really surprising, I suppose. Um, Vice captains are starting to take a little bit more of a consistent feel as well. I think this is probably a reflection of people not really sure about the Vardy pick at captain, so really going heavy on people like De Bruyne um, and and Kane for their for their vice rather than doing what I believe they should be doing and going more emotional and you know personality driven <laughs> with their vice captain. Now that the, now that the game weeks are more spread out, I think we'll probably see that, see a return to those kind of like uh, differential vice captain picks. But um, 
yeah, Vardy stays in there. Uh, last game week, we had uh, Traore, Adam Traore at Wolves, the most transferred in, the most bought player in our league. Eight managers brought him in. Um, the most sold, oddly enough, and I think we're going to come on to this, a certain Mr Grealish. Four managers, let him go. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that group. I'm actually not going to linger on that one too much. Okay. Your, your vice captain, actually, I did spot one on your vice captain flare shout. Uh, uh, a nod to Luke Baines with his Trent Alexander vice captain to go with his Vardy captain this week. Uh, that turned out to be inspired when most people ended up with a Kevin De Bruyne. All these safe ones that you just mentioned mm. earlier, they just didn't really get the job done overall. So, yeah, it was interesting to see that he's still going with the flare pick when, when most others aren't there. No, Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is a good spot. That is a good spot. And the final thing I want to just mention quickly is our watch we are doing on four point hitless. So these are managers Love who this have not spent four points on a transfer this season so far. Um, still in the running are Ade, Ali Maxwell, George Johnson, Jason Kessler and Will Brocks. Wow. So five managers see still remain. Strong. So, so we're slowly whittling it down. Who do you think will actually last the whole season without using I think I think George and potentially Ali last the distance. I I'm not sure if Jason will um, have the have the patience to keep keep going through without the uh, restricting themselves to just one transfer a week. But certainly George. I th- George is going to die on that cross. There's no two ways about it. That's, <laughs> that's his thing. He's, he's got his money this month, this year, and the rest of it is just keeping to his principle, despite the fact all the data around him says otherwise. Chick Tiote is the player I'm thinking of who came into Newcastle uh, and had a fantastic second half of the season. Uh, Anyway, he just went on a rampage when he shouldn't do. It's not even his position to do those kind of things. Sorry. Anyway, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) back. Um, So so we're now, we're now at that point where I kind of have to brace myself slightly because I'm not sure I don't want to be a part of this, but I know there's a chance that, you know, I'm, I'm always in the running for this, this season, it appears. Um, <laughs> who, who gets your Hurt of the Week award? Well, you mentioned Grealish, and it was really likely that I was going to pick one of the Grealish owners, including myself, because taking a guy out and then he goes mental um, is, is always going to hurt. But Grealish was the world's most transferred out player. So I'm not okay. blaming anybody if they're in that group overall. So, but there's a fair amount of hurt to go around. As you said earlier, you've had you know, substitutions, captains not playing, you know, Vardy doesn't get on the field. And so benches come into effect, and that still hurts one way or the other. So I'm just going to go through a few of the standouts. Nevin. Nevin was definitely a contender at the start of the season. He's been slowly flagging. Um, This week he scored 27 points. It's pretty low for the week. His bench had 11 points on it. That's pretty impressive to have 11 on your bench when you've got only 27. I've done the maths it would have been actually the full 36. He would have actually been only one point uh, off everyone coming on and making a huge difference for him. So that's going to hurt, but it's not enough. Uh, there's loads of odd players knocking around. Um, there's Cantwells here and there and a couple of Richarlison's. Too many of those to, to, to be mentioned. Noel lived up to Dylan's assessment uh, last week. Where he is the <laughs> Grealish owner that didn't play Grealish for his 13-point haul. So yeah, that, that's got to feel great. But there's some wild cards this week and Ooh. I've done the maths. Yeah. I've actually now caveat with a wild card. You're looking towards the future, half the season to sure, go. Sure, sure. It's not about one week, but we all know how we really feel. Exactly. You all know when you do your you wild card. You need that impact. I need that I mean, team bounce. You've tinkered. 
for seven straight, or in this case, maybe four straight days. Corky the Tinkerer tells me as he's tinkering through his team and how it's the greatest team that's ever been tinkered together ever. He is one of the wildcarders. He would have scored 58 points. He actually scored 54. So not too bad. Except the 58 points is captainless. If I don't take into account who his captain would have been, he would have scored 58. He scored 54 with Mane as a 16-point captain. So that is actually, mark to mark, quite a swing. Um, But Corky's not winning it. Like a British tabloid journalist covering the Royals, I came into this week with an agenda. I saw once... I thank you. I saw <laughs> once top of the table Jeff had pulled his wild card and I got my popcorn mm. out. I was ready. Yeah. Uh, so he scored 55, but he took out names like Grealish. He took out names like uh, Madison. So I knew from day one it was going to be tough. He did very well on the last day with his mostly Liverpool team as Liverpool carried on doing Liverpool things. So he got away with it. He scored 55, but he would have got 64. He would have got 64 with no captain. Bearing in mind, going through his previous history, his captain would have been Vardy, but he didn't yep. play. His vice mm-hmm. was most likely to be Danny Ings, based on his previous three weeks' performances, because that mm-hmm. was, had been his vice captain. So he scored 55 versus a would have been 73 had he not pulled his wild card, which would have been a team of the week contender. It would have been the second highest score of the week. So I'm very happy to say that wild card <laughs> has not looked good. Unfortunately, I can't give him the uh, award, despite how much I uh, want to Because <laughs> there's worse. <laughs> how is there worse? You, know, you mentioned the guy earlier. Jack Stevens of Southampton is sitting on a bench. Tom Everett, take a bow. He has Jack Stevens. He has Tom Grealish. Uh, sorry, Jack Grealish, both sitting on his bench. That's a combined 24. Uh, he got a respectable score. He scored 55 without them, without any captain uh, shenanigans, just a straight swap for his lowest scorers, for those two scorers that are on his bench. 77 would have been his score. Easily team of the week this week. And although he raised three places, he would have raised six places up the table had he have got his bench correct. So for me, the wild card's a long-term play. So I'll give Jeff a slide for now. That has got to hurt. Congratulations, Tom Everett, on the hurt award. Tom, what's happening? This is, is, this, is this pressure now starting to tell? When, when, you, when it hurts so much that it could have been team of the week, that is that the definition of what hurts? <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about you in a second. Oh. So, <laughs> there are other kinds of, there's hurt and there's hurt. That was yeah. contender hurt. Yeah, true, anyway, true. before I get to you, any other yeah. business? Um, so business on my side, I just, I just spent a... a during my time off. Thank you very much, Tom Maxwell, for affording me a little bit of a mid-season winter break. Um, I looked at a couple of, looked at a couple of, uh, of the chip theories that are going around. So we have, as you know, there are five chips available for a season. You've got yep. uh, two, two wild cards, a free hit, bench boost, and your triple captain. Um, yep. We actually have a manager who has not used a chip so far this year. We have a manager who has used four out of five chips. Uh, we know who that is. <laughs> we, we, we don't even. <laughs> um, 
And we have three managers who have used three of their chips. So um, I looked specifically at those who've used three because, you know, using four is an extreme, using none Decadence. is an extreme. Exactly. Using three seems to be, okay, you've kind of, you've, you've broken from the pack, from the, you know, you've broken from the main group of like just mostly people who've used two or one. You've used three. Where are you sitting? So in 31st, Aaron Mack used three chips. Um, in 30th, Ooh. Adam Park has used three chips. Ooh. In sixth, sixth place, or at least was six when I when I pulled this data, um, was Jeff, uh, rookie, rookie Jeff in sixth place. He's used three chips. Um, what I think is potentially telling about this is all three of them are rookies. Is this going to be a rookie error? Yes, all three of those are in their first ever season. Have they shot their load too early? <laughs> it's going to be what we find <laughs> out. It's very interesting. So you've got two guys at the bottom, so you're swinging for the fences, I understand. Yeah. For once top of the table, Jeff, is it going to be that the chips gave him that advantage in the first place and everyone's going to catch him now? Because these last couple of weeks... Haven't been his best. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, it sounds it sounds like the pressure is starting to mount there, and you know, this is the thing: can you can you get through these next few months and maintain what has been a strong week to week average for him? Um, he's got it's got to be said. He's you know you know he breaks fifty comfortably. He's you know he's, he gets gets up and amongst it with the the seventies and the eighties. So you know you got to yeah. You got well, he's think. pulled his wild card, so it's really going to come down to how the next three, four weeks go for him. Like it's it's that Harry Kane issue, isn't it? Did you pull your wild card too early and you get an injury the next week? Uh, so far, his team looks like they're set for the next few weeks. So yeah, interesting to monitor how that one works out and if he has to pay the price later on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now that's it from me. I um, that's all. I think I've I think I've used up all my data um, in this okay. pod. What um, have you got? Any other business for us? Yeah, I have. So a couple of anomalies that I want to talk about. Um, there is a very rare, better to be lucky than good. Uh, I get to talk about a guy I talk about a lot if I get the chance. Stephen Hill. A lot oh. of us had Vardy captain. A lot of us had Vardy not show up. Um, and vice captains varied. Only a couple of people out of their vices. Most were on KDB or someone else who didn't really deliver. Stephen Hill had Salah as his vice captain, which is decadent to be able that kind of big score coming off it. But that's not the reason he's better lucky than good. Not only did he get Salah, I mean, Vardy might have scored. Who do we, we don't know. But by not having Vardy, he had Cantwell come off his bench. So that oh. is a massive 30-point swing from Vardy not showing up. So that is better to be lucky than good. Is it a t- return to form? Are we going to see a second half Stephen Hill? Yeah, we're going to yes. get to this in our next cast, but he's definitely a contender to go for the cup since the league is looking like it's not necessarily his for a change. So yeah, good to see Stephen Hill back, be it by luck or by otherwise. Um, we've got at the other end of the vice-captain scale, a strange one. Yanis uh, also didn't have a Vardy show and his vice-captain was Kelly, the centre-back for Crystal Palace, which I thought was ballsy, and then went through the data. Kelly has been his vice-captain for 10 weeks. 10 solid weeks he's gone with Kelly as being his vice-captain. I can only assume, and I'm going to steal from you here, there's some kind of team speech that Kelly does. (laughs) There's some kind of rousing the troops. Maybe maybe it's Arsenal. Maybe he's club captain. Maybe the other guys voted for him, even though they don't think he's necessarily the right guy. Or, you know, he he helps with the cones. I don't know. Exactly. I think (laughs) Kelly strikes me as a good model pro who puts the cones out. He stays late. You know when... 
you know, you know, when you get, you have that moment, you know, the players are all kind of doing player chats. He, he'll go over and talk to the manager. He'll sit at the front of the bus. You know, Kelly strikes me as that kind. No, he's probably got multiple languages. So there's no like he goes exactly. to the French guys, goes to the Italians. Yeah, I'm not sure that's it. I think it's mismanagement. <laughs> but but I, think, I think this is more Unite Emery than it is um, than, than it is Mil- Milner. Um, yeah, so th- those were two anomalies on the vice captain stake, and then there was two anomalies on the co-commentator or whatever it is we want to call ourselves stake. Both of the people who do the podcast with me, Tom Maxwell and Jeff Brown, 41 points exactly. Is there some kind of coordination thing going on? <laughs> I know we want to be inclusive. I know we want that this is not a podcast of look at me, I'm great. We want to make sure everyone feels welcome. But we only have three listeners. You do not need <laughs> to go to such extreme lengths. Talk to me about how, as a producer of the podcast, you A, manage to miss a deadline, and B, yeah. have managed to come up with these interesting, consistent scores at the moment. Hey, I, w- I wish I could. Missing deadlines has been the theme of my, my Christmas break. It's been, it's been everything but f- football for me, despite the fact that I, I've had a chance this week to kind of get back to it, throw myself, you know, with two feet into, into the numbers and, and everything else. You know, it was just, it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. Oh, I didn't know what I... day of the week it was. I didn't know when the deadlines were. It was an absolute rookie horror show. Oh, I have a theory on you. I think you're one of those fancy Dan for need a winter break you're not yep. used to playing through this many games <laughs> now now you've come back from home rested and recharged as a previous winner of the no cash no code cup segue i'm expecting to see you performing in that said tournament so i'm looking forward to the next podcast we can get the draw done let everyone know who they've got and see if you can recapture the title you lost last year absolutely looking forward to the cup this season is all about the cup we're going to be playing our first team in the cup we're going to be this is a priority we're going to be playing the kids on saturdays and the fully grown men. <laughs> <laughs> right. Love it. Love it. We're going for the one that we can win. Makes complete sense. Looking forward to seeing your performance in that. That's it from me. That was fun. Great to have you back, mate. I really enjoyed that as ever. Glad to be back. Thanks again to Tom for holding it down over the Christmas break. Thanks to you for doing what you do so consistently. Pleasure as always to be back. Talk to you on the next one.